This is the last episode of the third season. And uh, before I start, this is going to be a short episode. Uh, before I start, I want to kind of summarize where we are and, and how did we get here. Uh, I gave you seven habits, uh, seven steps to form a habit. Uh, really, the last one is you actually forming it. I, I didn't give you a lot. Well, I did give you some advice. The first six steps were one, identify a relationship. Number two, identify one bad thing that you're doing that's holding you back from being more trusted. Number three, find, identify a new habit, kind of in general. Number four is make it a lot more specific, a lot more uh, clear on what you're doing. Number five is make it easy. Number six is appoint an accountability partner. And I took you through the process. The last episode, for the most part, was how long does it take for you to form a habit? Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm your host, Yoram Solomon, a researcher of trust and the author of The Book of Trust. In this podcast, I will share with you everything that I know and discovered about trust. I will challenge you to think differently about trust. But not only will I teach you about trust, I will also give you actionable advice on how to build trust, be trusted, and know who to trust. It's almost like I'm reading The Book of Trust to you, but with no holding back, and no BS. So at this point in time, let's just assume that you spent the next three months, four months, you didn't listen to this episode until three, four months later, even though those episodes release every Sunday at noon. So far, without missing one. Um, but at this point, you would have acquired the habit. So you have a new habit. You acquired it. And the first question that you have to ask yourself is, do I see the results? So spend some time observing the results. It would work a lot better if before you started, and that was really kind of step number two, that was an assessment. And in the workbook of trust, you have quite a few forms or assessment pages that would allow you to assess yourself, assess the things that you are missing by not being trusted enough and be able to know, you know, am I getting enough autonomy from my boss? I probably am not. If you have established enough what the baseline was before you started forming the habit we are three four five months later reassess it sometimes you know it's really hard to see those changes because those changes are very very short just look at a plant at a tree that's growing you're not going to see it grow but if you watched it every three months, you would see the difference. The same with kids. You know how all of a sudden you see somebody else's kid you haven't seen in three, four months. And you go, wow, you have grown. Their parents didn't see that they've grown because their parents can see because they see them every day. They don't see those very, very small changes, which, by the way, is, again, the reason for doing it for a long period of time. You don't see you didn't see 
how the level of trust in you has increased because it increased so small in, in such small chunks every day or, or week that, that you haven't observed them. But if you have established a baseline before you started and now at the end, you're going to see that you're getting more autonomy, that you're getting more responsibility, uh, maybe other things. It, it depends on the type of relationship. Uh, you feel that the other person is more willing to be vulnerable with you. You feel that the other person is feels more comfortable giving you direct feedback, which until now or until you started, you felt that they, they never felt comfortable enough to give you direct feedback. All of a sudden, now they do. And so spend some time sensing the difference in the level of trust. This would be a very strong reinforcement for you to know that you're doing the right thing, that you have done the right things, to know that you understand the process. More importantly, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes, to start thinking about what you do next. So spend some time. Celebrate it. I probably mentioned it in, in previous episodes uh my most favorite TV show ever was The West Wing on all its seven seasons. I watched it probably five times, the entire seven seasons, and I'm about to start watching it again. I, I love that, that show. And I remember one of the things uh, that characterized the president, President Bartlett uh, there, was uh, played by Martin Sheen, uh, was that whenever doesn't matter how big of a crisis was over, the next two words out of his mouth, and that was typically or, or often how an episode would end once, you know, the crisis has averted and, uh, you know, we stop World War III or, or whatever, in, internal domestic terrorism or, or anything that would have happened, economic crisis. Once we have averted that, the first two words out of President Bartlett's mouth were, what's next? This is very similar to uh, my wife and I. My wife and I are very practical. We don't typically celebrate much. We're, we're very practical. We're, we're done with one thing. We, we finished one thing. We're done with it. Hardly ever spend time celebrating it. And I'm not saying that's the right way that for you. I mean, you do, as, as my younger daughter Shira says, you do you. Uh, if you need to celebrate it, celebrate it by all means. It's, if it's important, if it, if it affects you, if it gives you closure, if it gives you more motivation to do something else, do it. It's just that for my wife and I, it doesn't. And so once we're done, the celebration is very quickly. And the next thing is on our mind is what's next? What do we do next? So what is next? Let's talk about that. So if you remember the first, uh, the laws of trust, the eight laws of trust in, uh, from the first season, uh, first we talked about the fact that trust is continuous. That was trust law number one. Trust is continuous. And by trust is continuous, what it means is that the other person, it's not that now they trust you before they didn't. It's, it's really that they trust you more than they did before. So first, can you be trusted more by that same person? So is there another habit, another bad habit you should stop, another good habit you should form that would make you more trusted by that person? If you think about the second law of trust, trust is contextual, 
then can you be trusted by this other person to do more things? So for me, one of the things that I observe is uh, my, my main thing is this trust workshop that I deliver to companies. It's a half day workshop. And often I get called back by companies who ask me to do something else. Can you do a strategy development session for us, workshop or, or work with us on that? Can you help us define roles and responsibilities that are outside of my work on trust? But the fact that they asked me to do that is because they trusted me with the first thing. So one next thing to do is ask yourself, can I be trusted by that person, not just more, but to do other things like getting more responsibility, maybe get uh, some kind of a promotion. Uh, now, I also trust law number three, trust is personal. And, and the entire process really focused on you being more trusted by that one person. And I already told you that probably the same thing that you're doing that's holding you back from being trusted in one relationship is holding you back from being trusted in other relationships as well. So now the question is, can you be more trusted by other people? Now, uh, they may not know that you have new habits. So maybe it's just a matter of exposing them to those other habits. But just extend that habit that you have formed that made you trusted by one person to be trusted by other people. There is another way to extend it or to look at it in as a bigger picture from, from a higher altitude, if you will. One is, okay, so we form the habit or you form the habit that made you more trusted by someone to do something specific in, in a specific relationship. Now, extending it would mean being more trusted by that person, being trusted by that person to do other things, to do more things, being trusted by more people. So it's all more, 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 more by the same person, more things by that same person, more persons or, or people. But there's something else. You have acquired the new skill and the skill is not just this habit. The skill is the process. You have now acquired a process that helps you build habits that will make you more trusted. You are not just better at this habit, you are better at this process. So the next time you do it, kind of the uh, learning curve, it's going to be easier for you. You already know how to identify a relationship. Bam, identify that relationship, identify the bad thing, identify the good thing, make it more specific. Things will happen easier for you. Things will happen faster and it's easier for you to adopt, to form your next habit. But you know, finally, I think you need to look at yourself as someone who is more trustworthy, period. You are a more trustworthy person for what you have done. And, and just having this mindset would help you apply it to more habits with more people in more contexts. I want to summarize now, not just this episode, this is the last episode of the third season. I want to summarize the first three seasons with, with the exception of a few episodes that were very specific and very topical, uh, addressed a very specific point like trust and the size of a team, for example, that was the first episode of the first season. 
Season one talked about what trust is and specifically gave you the eight laws of trust, how trust behaves, those laws that I observed over the years of how trust behaves. The second season, again, with, with a few minor exceptions, one or two exceptions, focused on what is it that makes a person trusted. There are six elements, your competence, your personality compatibility, fairness or symmetry. Those were the who you are components. Then the what you do components included the positivity made with by the level of BS and uh, your self-centrism that you bring into every interaction. So those are focused on interaction. This is why those are the what you do. The time that you spend with the other person, and time is not just length, it's also frequency and other things. And the intimacy, how intimate that interaction is. Is it words only or is it full body, face-to-face, full body language? So this was the second season. The second season explained what makes a person, any person, trusted. It helped you look at yourself and ask yourself, what is it that's holding you back? The third was the applicable, uh, the the applied part of uh, my framework, my trust habits framework, and that is, now let's make you more trustworthy. And it started with uh, those seven steps. It actually included the entire seven steps, uh, the last of which was in the last episode. So if you think about that, those first three seasons focused on the inspirational part, the the part that explained what trust is and and hopefully inspired you to why trust is important. I talked about the importance of trust. The second one was the educational part. The educational part educated you, taught you what makes you or any other person more trusted. And the third one was the applicable, the application part that made you uh, apply those principles with a very solid, very clear, very step-by-step process that would make you more trusted. This, by the way, is exactly the same structure of what I do in a workshop. When I come in to give a workshop, it starts with a 30 minutes or so of the inspirational part. Uh, There are a lot of stories there. I teach the eight laws of trust, makes people want to stay for the next part. The second part is the educational part that typically takes about an hour or so, and that explains those six components of trustworthiness. And the last one, which typically takes about two hours, I'm taking everybody in my audience through that process, identify what they must do, what is the new habit, what is the relationship, new habit, and everything else, appoint an accountability partner at step six. Obviously, I don't do step seven with them because step step seven is something that they have to start doing by themselves uh, with the help from the accountability partner. So those were the first three seasons. This this was really the meat of what's in the book of trust and what I do in workshops. What I'm going to do in future episodes are are two things. One is I'm going to be very specific, very topical. So uh, if you had in the first three seasons, uh, what we had was... uh, episodes that that were linked to each other were were part of a process or part of you know six components uh, eight laws uh, seven steps the uh, next seasons will have standalone episodes each one of them will address a specific topic analyze it talk about um, 
what is happening there, how is trust related there, uh, what could be done differently and so on. And probably, and this is not going to be the majority of this podcast, I will be interviewing people that can help make the point, can, can give you real life examples, not from me, but from other people in their own words. So expect things like this in the next uh, season uh, and the next seasons. Uh, and this is the end of season three. I will see you in season four. I already recorded the first two episodes of season four, but less than two hours before this episode dropped, I decided to delay them to the beginning of 2022. So I will be taking a two-week break for the end of this year, and I wanted to wish you Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and I will see you on January 2nd, 2022. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know, and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, write a review for this podcast, because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com workshops, online courses at trustedatwork.com, Find my books on Amazon or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.